It's ages since I've been in a queue waiting to get through security at Dublin Airport. And it'll be interesting to see how long it takes. I just started this audio the minute I kind of joined the queue. There are people all around me in various queues, but for all I know it may be very efficient. I may get through here very quickly. There's free Wi-Fi here in Dublin Airport, provided by Air and Aircom. I'm not sure how fast it is, because I've just arrived at the airport. I'm talking to you via 3G. My general experience of hotel Wi-Fis are that... Oh, no, at that airport Wi-Fis are that they're not really fast enough. And I usually have enough data, so it won't cost me any more money on my plan to use 3G or 4G. So the free Wi-Fi, it says here, is provided courtesy of the Dublin Airport Authority and Aircom. Reminds me of how poorly served in terms of Wi-Fi Ireland is. How much of the country has got broadband speeds that are embarrassingly low for a country that is aiming to market itself to big tech companies. Dublin is pretty good, but they're... Well, I can't say how good Dublin is. I'd say Dublin and Cork are good. But outside the main... When I say main population centres, I mean outside places that have got 30,000 in them, the quality of the Wi-Fi speeds goes way, way down. There are children here. Queuing. it says no mobile phone use uh, up ahead oh, 
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, the captain and the crew would like to welcome you on board this Embraer 175 aircraft. Before we proceed with the safety demonstration, please now ensure all ports of electronic devices are in the flight safe mode. Payments not be charged at any time, and the cabin crew must be informed immediately. If any electronic device is damaged, hot, produces smoke, is lost or falls into the seat structure. Please now turn any larger ports of electronic devices such as laptop computers. And they're coming baggage, then under the seat in front of you, or into the overhead locker in preparation for our departure. Those passengers wearing headphones should consider removing them for the safety demonstration that this contains important information for the benefit of everyone on board today. You can crew today and myself, Amanda and Gail. We are on board for your comfort, but primarily your safety. May now have your attention as we demonstrate our safety procedures and equipment. Your safety card is in your seat area. It describes the emergency equipment and procedures on board. Please study it carefully. The emergency exits are two doors at the front of the cabin and two doors at the rear. Please take a moment to locate the nearest exit, which may be behind you. If you are instructed to leave the aircraft urgently, the emergency floor guidance system will guide you to the nearest exit. You must leave all your belongings behind. If oxygen is required, masks will drop down from the panel above your head held in a retainer. Remain seated and pull the yellow mask firmly from the retainer towards you. This releases the oxygen supply. Place the mask over your nose and mouth and breathe normally. Use the strap to secure the mask. Fit your own mask before helping someone else. The seatbelt is fastened, adjusted, and unfastened like this. Your life jacket is under your seat. If required, remove the jacket from its container and pass it over your head. Cross the tapes at the back and tie underneath the jacket in a double knot. Do not inflate until you are outside the aircraft. The jacket is inflated by pulling the red toggle downwards. Should it need more air, blow into this tube. It has a light and a whistle. 
we also carry children's flotation equipment. In preparation for takeoff, please ensure that your seatbelts are fastened, tray tables and seat backs are upright with the armrest down, and hand luggage is placed under the seat in front of you. Toilets on board, one located at the front, someone at the rear of the cabin. And may remind you that we operate a non-smoking policy. This includes the use of e-cigarettes. The toilet compartments are fitted with smoke detectors. <coughs> oh, thank you very much. Very grateful. Make sure it's carried through all passengers' selection of snacks and drinks from the onboard bars. All details can be found in your in-flight magazine and in your cafe flight by both of these in your seat pocket area we have a selection of hot drinks including teas from Twinies, coffee from Kenko. Many deals include shortbread biscuits and chocolate digestives, any hot drink for £3. Any chocolate bar on a hot drink for £3.50. We have a selection of beers, wines and spirits. sandwiches and snacks. Please do have a second choice in mind when ordering and due to the very short duration of flight. The cabin crew will need the correct order and many wear other possible. Hello, Jigan, ladies and gentlemen, from the flight deck, Michigan's Cap, speaking my pleasure to be flying you to Cardiff this afternoon. We're just at 23,000 feet, about 25 minutes away from uh, Cardiff. And uh, it is cloudy, as you can see out the window, and uh, similar story to the uh, one or two showers around. Our temperature is currently 14 degrees, and it's raining uh, there at the moment. Thanks for traveling with us today. I hope you enjoyed the short flight. Certainly a pleasure having you aboard. I look forward to seeing you aboard again soon. Thank you. Coming through. Step in. Step in. Please. On Saturday morning, I had a lovely couple of hours with Phil McManus, and here are a few snippets from our conversations. This will record what we're saying. So, Phil McManus. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I can send that audio off to a company via the internet. It'll come back in text. And I can... I have... I have straightforward verbatim. Let's suppose you want to write a book. You've probably been wanting to write the ultimate book on horse racing, which you leave behind you because you don't want to give anyone your formula no, now. I've been, I've been writing my personal history. Right. Well, now, look, you could, to speed up the writing of your personal history, you could chalk it. Well, to be honest with you, I could talk it better than I write it. Well, there you are. Because you know what I'm like. You know, I, I, well, I know you I, can I, talk. I, can talk. I know you can talk. Uh, much better than I can write. You know, because you know what you do with writing... You try to make it English. Yes. You know, that's your pro. You're, you're trying yeah. to copy somebody else's style as well. No, no, I don't almost. Mind. I've you got know, my own sort of <coughs> ra rambling style, but yeah. still, when I talk, I'm not bothered about whether it's English or. No, I'm not trying to it, educate it, anyone. Or, if, if you, 
did this uh, audio version of your book and got it transcribed, right? You can then edit it. You can then decide, I want to add a bit more in here. I want to get rid of that bit. So that's the only thing I can think of why you should be... Now, that's not a bad idea. Now, a much simpler option is not get one of these smartphones, get a dictating machine. I've got one. Right. You dictate into your dictating machine and that'll create a file which you can email off and can get them. So what you can do is instead of to slow down your thinking, you can dictate what you're thinking. Yeah, as long as you don't think think about what you're dictating, you know what I mean? Look, um, yesterday I was uh, got trained up in Dublin, met a guy who I hadn't met before, but who I knew from the from audio world, right? And we went and had lunch in a pub. It's a thing called audio world? No, this was just from the audio world, from, uh, oh. you know, people who do, do podcasting yeah. or people who do social audio. Yesterday, we were together for about two hours, me and this guy. I recorded the first hour of our conversation. We both knew it, right? Yes. And we had a great chat. Right? He recorded the second hour. He interviewed me, really. Well, it was it was a conversation, but he interviewed me about work, what I meant by work, what I thought about work, what I, you know, and we ended up talking about washing dishes and sweeping the floor and ironing. And all that kind of work, stuff you don't do. really, really yeah. uh, kind of work like that. But so we did about two hours. Now, the hour I I did a um, conversation with uh, with him, but I've already put up on the internet. It's already there, and other people listen to it. Now, I'm not saying a lot. But other people, and other people enjoy it. But like, I'm doing a bit of work, uh, proper paid work, with um, a guy called Roger. By a million miles, my best friend in, in Cork, if not my best friend overall. But, and he has cancer, serious cancer. He's on his, he's got Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma. Got a huge, big uh, lump of uh, things inside his chest. He's having chemo. Now, he's an amazing guy. We're we're working together on a on a for a business that is a fish and chip shop. It's, it's got two shops, right, Bill? I'm joking not. This uh, company called CF Lennox in Cork has got two shops, and they want us to work on their brand. So we have been working on their brand, visiting their shops, eating their fish and chips, talking to their customers, talking to their staff, talking to other people about them going to visit fish and chip shops in other places and if there is the best fish shop in Swansea I want to go to it by the way by the way serious point tomorrow or some other day while I'm here I want to go to the best fish and chip shop in Swansea I bet you would use right you uh, David will know yeah I don't yeah but anyway the thing about it is that that uh, I, in part of this work, I've had long conversations with the guy who owns his business, and well, it's him and his missus own the business, and I've, I've tape recorded them all, so I can go back and maybe talk to somebody for an hour. You know what is a good fish and chip shop? Straight up the road here. Yeah? Good enough. I just would like to 
uh, check uh, out the fish and chip shop in South well, Wales. I mainly, uh, I've, I've written a whole load of, well not much, but a certain amount of stuff about the Pope. That's my biggest uh, thing at the moment. I left Ireland. You know why I can I wanted to get out of Swansea. I wanted to get out around Swansea Bay. And ideally I'd like to have gone to the all the way around the Gower Peninsula. But as it was, I settled to go for going to Mumbles. And I took Phil's recommendation to go to a particular place in the Mumbles. And I spent a very, very pleasant Saturday afternoon there. Welcome to Cafe Verdi in the Mumbles, in the place called the Mumbles, just outside Swansea. And from here I can look across Swansea Bay and I can see the whole of the city of Swansea built on the side of a hill in front of me. I'm sitting outside at a silver table, which is reflecting the sun behind my back. There are blue and dark grey clouds in uh, sorry they're white and dark grey clouds in front of me and a lot of clear blue above I came here in a taxi cost me 10 pounds and a, no it didn't it cost me 15 pounds to get here yeah. but it's it's worth it get out of Swansea which I will see at other times on the weekend, and get out to the seaside. You wouldn't believe how long the beach is here. It's got to be... There's got to be a couple of miles of it anyway. A couple of miles of beach which hasn't been developed at all. There are no... you know, uh, deck chairs on it. It's just pure unspoiled beach. There are very few people on it as well. This place could be a major summer holiday place. I don't know if it is. But I've come out here on the recommendation of Phil McManus, my good friend, and uh, I'm my, my bill has just dropped off the table. I'm sitting at table number 87. What you do here is you go to the the cash desk you order what you want to you tell them the table number you're at and they have it delivered to you so I'm going to settle down here while waiting for my pizza which I'll tell you about in a minute and I'm going to read the Daily Telegraph travel supplement Saturday travel supplement which is from Tasmania to Tahiti and Vancouver to Cape Horn. We follow the man who's, who set sail 250 years ago to discover the world. Okay, sounds like Captain Cook. Oh yes, ready, steady, Captain Cook. Okay. Him, I've got that newspaper with me. We've got another one I picked up, which says the home front, but it, it is the life and arts supplement of the Financial Times. Now, in my opinion, the Financial Times is, from my limited experience, the best newspaper I've ever read in my life. I say that because my French isn't good enough to treat Le Monde as a 
as a contestant. So in English, in English, I have to say, I, th I think the Financial Times is wonderful. And I kind of regret not reading it every day as I used to do for a long period when I lived in the UK. And finally, there's what's on in Swansea, of September and October. Free magazine, probably full of advertisements. But I thought that the Swansea Fringe, from the 4th to the 7th of October, might interest some of you. Some of you, especially those of you who live in cultural places, places where there is culture. By the way, do you know anywhere where there isn't culture? <laughs> Says he teasingly.